1: So excited to be back. This is Angie and my new host, my new co-host, Mike Bobbitt.
0: Fresh off of the Exit 69 Big Beaver Road <laughs> Exit episode.
1: Yeah, that was a while ago.
0: It was a while ago. It
1: was a really long time ago. I um I've been like listening to old episodes to kind of like I guess, get myself back into the groove. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm back into the groove. I'm totally just like... I'm actually kind of freaked out right now.
0: Really? Are yeah. you really... You yeah. look fantastic. Thank
1: you. I'm like... Inside, I'm totally... Uh, I'm just a disaster. Aww. Because... Well, it, you know, it was like... It was easy. Not that it's not easy to record with you, but it was like very easy to record record with Marty. Mm-hmm. And I, it's been like literally a full year since I've recorded anything. Yeah. So... I'm just like, do I know what I'm doing? Do I remember how to do any of this? Like, I don't remember how to edit for the most part. So I have to retrain myself to do all of that stuff. And it feels like there's a lot of pressure at this point because there's so many people that are like, when are you coming back? We're so excited. And
0: well, if this makes you feel any better, I was not nervous until just now thinking, oh, no, I'm going to try to fill Marty's shoes. <laughs> and I have said many times, even in moments when he and I were not getting along with each other, he's still one of the funniest people. And he's also one of the smartest people. Yeah, I know. So uh I just want, you know, spoiler alert to anyone listening who was a big fan of Marty's. I am not going to come close to filling those shoes. It is going to be awkward like a child trying to wear <laughs> their parents' shoes. Um, and hopefully you'll just go,
1: oh, that's cute. He's trying to walk. Yeah. Uh,
0: so <laughs> I will not be bringing nearly as much uh, to the table. So
1: I... I wouldn't say that you were, you're not bringing as much to the table. I I would definitely say it's probably going to be slightly different. But I I wouldn't say that you're not bringing as much to the table. But again, it was very different. Like I mean, you know, you podcast with your wife, and it's like there's a very different sort of chemistry when you're podcasting with somebody that you're in a relationship with as opposed to a friend or some stranger or whatever. Yes, I'm wearing pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's true <laughs> number one the biggest difference it is a very huge difference yes <laughs> um but like you know marty and i were together for quite a while and we were kind of able to like you know he could he picked up on like my non-verbal cues very easily and so um and you're a professional so i'm sure that you'll be able to do the same but it's just i i know that it's going to be slightly different and so i'm a little worried about that um but I mean, the show like the show in itself is not changing. Right. Like it's going to continue to be me, mostly me just rambling on about random stuff that I find interesting in the state. And, you know, you're like my hype man. So. yeah. (laughs) And
0: fortunately, you and I know each other well enough that if I don't pick up on visual cues, you are comfortable enough with me to go. Shh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that can all be edited out later right. as soon as I figure out how to do that. So, yes. <laughs> but you
0: also have mom energy, and you can give me mom eyes that I'm very uh, tuned into. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Speaking of mom eyes, um, I just came from a, I guess a, a work function sort of. Okay. Um, the owner of the company that I work for. Um, sponsored in a sense. Um, we bought a table for um, me and some coworkers to go to this. It was called the Perfect Bow Wow Brunch, for the Michigan Humane, and it was done at Eastern Market. And um, we walked in at like 1030, and they just started f- like feeding us mimosas. Wow. And- <laughs> was that today? It was today. Like That's where I came from. I came straight from drinking mimosas for about three hours <laughs> to come
0: in that explains why when you came into the house you kicked stuff over yeah, yeah. and you <laughs> broke some glass
1: yep exactly and said i have
0: mimosa energy
1: <laughs> but that's what that's uh, the mom eyes thing um, made me think of that because um, uh, my new boyfriend um his name is george i you know he's like oh i'm gonna have another glass of wine i'm gonna have another i needed this i needed that and i'm like kept mom eyeing him like (laughs) bro we are at a work function but everybody loved him and it was great and it was a lot of fun and um they fed us thankfully i mean you have to feed people when you're feeding them like you know just handing out mimosas and vodka drinks all morning so they did feed us but anyways yeah mom eyes it's a total thing
0: now when you initially asked if I would be your Andy Richter for this, I did remind you, Hey, I have two small kids, so I'm probably not going to be able to do the field trips that you and Marty did. And plus you have George, your field trip partner. And, um, (laughs) but I will tell you this. I have never done a brunch mimosa type thing in my life. So if on a future episode you want to do top five places to get brunch and mimosas in the metro <laughs> Detroit area I am totally down to research that Yeah, for work
1: yeah so, of course <laughs> yes. absolutely this was also my first um brunch mimosa situation Ooh. and we were surrounded by people that were bidding like $10,000 for stuff like it was wow. I was very outside of my like my comfort zone it was mm-hmm. very different like they were like they did a silent auction. They did a live auction, and then like during the live auction, they're like, "Oh, this trip for four uh, to ride Broncos in Wisconsin or whatever," and people are bidding like sixteen thousand dollars. It was bananas, and I'm just like, "I'll have another mimosa, please." Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was. It's been a. It's been a day. So nice. Yeah. So anyways, that being said, we're just going to kind of like pretend we never took a break from podcasting. Like none of this ever happened. We're just going to jump right back into the show. I don't know if you remember, but we we started doing a segment called County Roots where we told um, like where each Michigan County got its name. Okay. And so I decided to just pick right back up on that because we're like halfway through the alphabet anyways. So (laughs) might as well finish it out. We left off on letter N, and there's only one county in the state of Michigan that starts with the letter N. Do you know what it is? Nuego? Yes. I had no idea. I, I don't know counties, but yes, Nuego County. So Nuego County, which encompasses a broad swatch of the Manistee National Forest, was the English spelling of the name of a Chippewa chief who signed the Treaty of Saginaw in 1812. So that's okay. how it got its name.
0: I'm sure the rest of the Chippewas were very happy with that chief.
1: Probably. (laughs) And
0: didn't call (laughs) him mean names behind his back.
1: No, never. Absolutely (laughs) not. Yeah. So then we've got the letter O. So we've got, it starts with Oakland County. Oakland County most likely gets its name from the oak trees found in its region by early settlers. So that's that. Some that's, of these are so simple like just uh, very Yeah,
0: that's about as exciting yeah. <laughs> as the origin of Big Beaver right. in Oakland County. Uh yeah, it's named after a big beaver dam. Yeah.
1: Oh okay. all
0: right. So that's it's all like, right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like like some of these things it was like, wow, we were very simple when we were naming this, right? Like it was a very simple people that was like I see some oak trees.
0: Jan Brady named everything like George <laughs> Glass. There you go. Oak <laughs> Oakland. Here's the city with this giant royal oak in it in uh Oakland County, Jan Brady. What do you want to name the city with this royal oak? Interesting. Um, I
1: wonder if that's how it got its name.
0: I'm sure it has to. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna look that up at some point. Okay. I'll probably forget because I had too many mimosas. But uh next is Oceana County. Uh Oceana County. Oceana County sits on the shores of Lake Michigan, which gives, which gives rise to the theory of how it got its name that Oceana referred to the lake's ocean like qualities. Again, very bland, simple stuff. Ogama County, I used to live in Ogama County a long oh. time ago, gets its name from an indigenous word for chief and probably specifically referred to Ogama Kikido, who was a Saginaw leader. Oh, wow. So that was a, that's a little bit more interesting. Onto, I always say this wrong. Antanagan? Onto, Antanagan. Is it A or A? I
0: would say Antanagan.
1: Antanagan. This county in the northwest corner of the Upper Peninsula is said to have derived its name from a Native American word meaning hunting river or alternatively Great Bowl, referring to the river valley there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to say this one. I've never said this one right either, I'm sure. Is it Os- Osceola? Osceola? All right. Curiously. Uh, <laughs> if
0: there was a way for me to communicate a blank stare yep. <laughs> to a microphone. No, I
1: think you were. I think you uh, <laughs> nailed that one. Curiously, Osceola County's original name, Unwattin, U-N-W-A-T-T-I-N, which referred to a regional Ottawa chief, was changed in 1843 to honor the name of a Seminole chief from Florida. Huh. Yeah, some of them just don't make sense. Oscoda County, history text suggests County County's name is another one manufactured by Henry Schoolcraft, this time to mean Stony Field, with its roots in the word Asin meaning stone and Muskoda meaning prairie. So, literally, a Stony Field.
0: Yeah, Stony Field is also the name of the lounge performer persona <laughs> that I have. When I host burlesque shows I was around loved. the metro Detroit I would area. pay a
1: great deal of money to see that. Otsego County. Otsego County's name is Native American in origin, but it isn't from a local source. Hmm. It was likely named for a lake and county in New York whose name's derived from an Iro- Iroquoian word meaning clear water, welcome water, or meeting place. Michigan's Otsego County was originally originally named Akudo county ottawa county ottawa county is named for the ottawa people whose name meant traders so there you trader go trader
0: as in joe's yeah, not like as not- in benedict arnold <laughs>
1: <No>. okay <laughs> different kind of traitors. okay <laughs> so there you have it all right now you're slightly smarter than your neighbors yeah so i
0: went into a trader joe's once with a dead skunk pelt what? And I, I tried to get myself some of the Joe O's uh, breakfast cereal, and they just told me to leave.
1: <laughs> Jesus. I kind of want to know how you ended up with a dead skunk pelt, but... Oh, it's was just on the side of know. the road. Oh, of course it. it was. Yeah. Of course. So this episode today is about whiting forest at Dow Gardens in Midland. Um, I figured this would be a good place to start because right now is the absolute perfect time to visit. The weather isn't super hot. The leaves are changing, and it's really, really awesome. So all of the information from this episode is from DowGardens.org and Wikipedia. Have you ever been to Whiting Forest?
0: No, but when you told me what the topic was going to be, I went to their website and it looks absolutely gorgeous. So I'm super excited for this. And you're right. This is the time of year to go up there. Even down here in the Metro Detroit area, leaves are starting to change And we're starting to get that really nice fall smell. So I bet it not only looks, but smells so wonderful up there. So
1: so we went last year um, for my son's birthday and my my youngest son's birthday. And then my oldest son's girlfriend's birthday is the same day. Mm -hmm. So we went to just go wander around. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's such a cool experience. So... They've got a canopy walk, which is super neat, but it's also terrifying because I'm a giant chicken and everybody (laughs) knows that I'm afraid of heights. Um, You can wander the grounds, which is full of different plants and flowers. There's sculptures throughout the gardens. And then when we went, there was actually a... um, They had like this art installation where artists made these giant bugs out of like pieces of wood.
0: Oh, wow. And so...
1: I'm gonna post some of those photos on the Facebook page um, to coincide with this episode but there was like giant ants. I mean and when I say giant I'm talking like 15 20 feet Whoa. like you could stand underneath of them they were they were really really cool. So there's a conservatory there, a rose garden, a playground area for kids, a cafe, a gift shop. it's like an all-day. Like an all-day situation. You, they you have music
0: yeah. this time of year right now, too, from yeah. Michigan artists. and
1: It's, yeah, man, it's so cool. So Dow Gardens as a whole is a 110-acre botanical garden that actually began as a home for Herbert Dow, his wife Grace Dow, and their seven children. So I have no real concept of what 110 acres looks like, but... I feel like if you have seven children, like you probably need that kind of space, (laughs) like even in the 1800s. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure most Michiganders know who Herbert Dow was. But in case you don't, he was an inventor and businessman. He was born in 1866 in Belleville, Ontario. He eventually ended up in Ohio at Case School of Applied Science, where he studied chemical composition of brines, which is apparently really salty water.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that. He discovered that brine samples from Canton, Ohio, and Midland, Michigan, were super rich in bromine, which was something used at the time in medicines and photography. He graduated from Case in 1888, spent about a year teaching chemistry at Huron Street Hospital College in Cleveland, and by 1890, he was living in Midland, where he started the Midland Chemical Company. He was eventually fired from the company he started because his financial backers didn't approve of his research, so he and his family headed back to Ohio where he founded the Dow Process Company. He returned to Midland in 1896 and formed the Dow Chemical Company. Today Dow Chemical is one of three of the largest chemical producers in the world. Wow. I remember when I was a kid driving from West Branch down to Flint to see grandma and every time we got towards Midland it smelled and it was the chemical it was from the Dow oh, Chemical Company. Okay. Um, you could smell. Sometimes you could smell like the chemicals and the just like factory smells in the mm. air. But I remember even like driving on the expressway. For some reason, I remember this on Christmas. Um, we'd be driving home from my grandparents house to West Branch on Christmas Eve and it'd be dark, obviously. And um, we'd be trying to get home before Santa came. And I just remember driving, like, through the Midland area, and it was mostly dark, but you could see so many bright lights from the chemical companies and, you know, from the city. And it's just one of those weird things that's kind of stuck with me. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: There is a Dow Farms right outside of Ann Arbor. Oh. And uh it's always, they have really neat neon lights around oh. the whole building. So... That's one of those things. Anytime someone says Dow, I always think of that.
1: Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I didn't know that there was anything. I guess I kind of just figured Dow Chemical was like concentrated in Midland, and it's clearly not. Like they have places all over the entire like world, but mm-hmm. you know, my tiny brain is like, oh, it's only in little Midland, <laughs> Michigan, you know? So, yeah. The so, home of <laughs> <laughs> So the first piece of the Whiting Forest property was acquired by Herbert in 1905. He planted an or- apple orchard. There's an orchard there now, but I don't know if it's like the original apple orchard. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but if you go and visit the grounds, you can see it. It's kind of like it's like uh, spelled out, you know, like this is where the apple orchard is. Okay uh herbert also dug two ponds to be used as irrigation so i saw two ponds again i don't know if those are the originals but it seems kind of reasonable to assume that they are the ponds are really cool um the first time that we went there during the bug installation one of the ponds had a giant dragonfly in the middle of it so it had this big wooden dragonfly oh wow like uh, like on this uh, platform just like hanging out in the middle of it so I'm pretty sure that's a photo that I had put that I've got ready to go for um, for our Facebook post but it was really really cool and really beautiful and it just so happened that the day we went there it started out really sunny that day and then about halfway through the day it started raining so we got to see everything when the colors were bright and the sun was shining down and then all of a sudden it was raining and it was kind of miserable but anyways it was still cool. So, Herbert died in 1930, at which point his wife, Grace, maintained ownership of the property. It seems she randomly passed it on to their son, Willard, in 1939, and then when he died in a plane crash in 1949, the property changed hands again, this time to Willard's daughter, Helen Dow Whiting, and her husband, Macaulay. Eventually, the property was handed over to the Herbert H. and Grace Grace A. Dow Foundation, which Grace began in nineteen thirty-six, and then the property was opened to the public in two thousand four with a grand reopening in two thousand eighteen. So the grand reopening was fairly <laughs> recently. When I was looking up different facts about this, and of course, I mean you might remember uh the plane crash in nineteen forty nine, Mike, but I was just a little person at that point. Um <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> Say that as a go to grab something that- <laughs> my microphone so I can't even listen. The the plane crash in nineteen forty nine was a pretty big deal. It, it I think it was um I didn't do a lot of research in it, but it was like him and one or two other people, I believe, so it was like a smaller plane and um I think there was some sort of a malfunctioning and they crashed and uh the people all passed away. So it was a pretty horrible thing um that happened. So now we're going to talk about the cool thing. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Probably the coolest thing about Dow Gardens is a canopy walk. And, you know, again, I'm afraid of heights, so that's kind of saying a lot. Um, I've been on it twice now, once with my kids and my sister, my niece and nephew, and then again with uh, George. It's the longest canopy walk in the nation at 1,400 feet, and then it's 40 feet in the air. So it's... When you're walking up towards it, it's pretty intimidating. Something that's really special about this canopy walk is that is it's accessible, quote, for all ages and abilities. It's Oh, also, that's great. Yeah. So they,
0: do they have, like, ramps or elevators? Mm-hmm.
1: Ramps. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's very um, – there are places where there's steps. But, I mean, for the most part, if I remember correctly, you can wheelchair – you can push a wheelchair all the way up to the top of it.
0: Oh, that would still be,
1: like... It's a... I, yeah. yeah, it's a All lot. All right, Nana. it's a-
0: <laughs> We're going to take you up the equivalent of three flights of stairs yeah, up this pushing ramp. a
1: wheelchair. No no big deal. It's You fine. better leave
0: me something in the will, <laughs> so help me.
1: The other really cool thing is that it's open in every season, which, you know, if anybody is listening that's never been to Michigan, uh, especially in the winter, that's really saying something, to be able to go to a botanical garden in the winter and... yeah like access as much as you can access that's that's really something so once you're up in the air there's three different options of which direction you go into um one of them will take you to a glass floor viewing platform which you will absolutely never catch me on (laughs) um the kids were like come on we're all doing it and i'm like i'll take your photo like i'm okay (laughs) and they're like looking down and some of them are like jumping and i'm like i hate you all and another direction, there's a giant cargo net that's 25 feet in the air. Also, a place that I will not go on. I mean, it was relative. It, it's safe. Like, it, I shouldn't say relatively safe. I don't want to freak <laughs> anybody out. Like, it's safe. I sent my family out there. I just watched from afar. And then the other direction, you can go to. Um, there's like these weird pods that they have that you can. You go over like a suspension bridge. Oh. Which is terrifying. My niece was like begging me to go. So I did. I came very close to wetting my pants because they had me laughing so hard. But once you get on this thing, like there's no turning back, you, you have to go and it's very narrow. Um, but there's like these weird pod things that you can kind of get inside of. I don't know. It's really, really cool. Um. The other thing is there was a lot of like young children running around and I, I was like, I can't, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. But my kids and, and my sister and my niece and nephew loved the glass floor. They loved the the cargo net. They loved the suspension bridge. Like they all have much larger <clears throat> um, than I do. So they, they thought it was great, but they're also insane. So So some fun facts about this canopy walk. 2,720 tons of steel were used to construct it. Wow. There are 1.5 miles of ADA accessible hard surface pathways within the forest. 139 tons of steel were used to make the St. Andrews Bridge, which connects the property to the Rose Garden. And 2,614 bolts were used on the Visitor Center Bridge, which connects the forest to the Grace A. Dow Memorial Library. Ooh. It's really cool. It is so... Like, you guys have... You have to take the kids. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, as I said earlier, there's a playground on site near the cafe. The playground is also ADA accessible. It has an interactive water feature as well as other things that you would typically find on a playground, like swings and slides and things to climb on. There are picnic tables and other seating areas for parents to relax while their kids play. You can go into the cafe and get something. They've got cold drinks like lemonade or water. Locally sourced coffee, hot chocolate, seasonal snacks. And then the cafe has it, it's kind of like a ski resort sort of feel to it. Right. Like, OK, you can go in. There's like a fireplace in there. There's um, comfortable seating, like couch, love seat type stuff. And then because I always have to go to the bathroom everywhere I go, um, I have a tiny old lady bathroom or tiny old lady bladder. Um, the bathrooms were clean, so... Oh, good. Yay, clean bathrooms.
0: Are there bathrooms on the canopy walk? Or... No. Oh, okay.
1: No, you should not use the canopy walk for the bathroom, so... Well... Um, <laughs> 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 nope, once you get up there, you're pretty much up there. So okay. I have to stop, at the, and this is for any other moms out there or any people with very tiny bladders like myself, stop at the cafe first, use the bathroom, then go on the canopy walk and then come back and by the time you come back you should be able to go to the bathroom again. So, okay. it's all I've I had it all planned out. Um the gardens I went to the
0: movies t- uh before we started recording today. Uh-huh. I went to the bathroom twice during the movies.
1: It's like how like I don't I don't know. Like I feel like being like growing old was not properly you weren't properly warned about it, right? Like you 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 don't know until you hit 40 how many times you'll end up in the bathroom on any given day. And it's like, this is outrageous. This is absolutely insane. Yeah. Just me? Okay. No, no, not <laughs> not just you.
0: I'm just, I, yeah, I'm 51 now. And um, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, weird. I love going to the movies, but I also need. Yeah a pause button. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say
1: I love going to the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, well this took a turn. No, um, <laughs> I don't though. I, I'm <laughs> I not a fan of public bathrooms. And I know. I yeah, I we should just have like an episode of all the good public bathrooms in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> your your game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I trust me Angie, I've done comedy on the road
1: oh, for yeah.
0: twenty plus years now. I can tell you which gas stations. Yeah. Uh, as a chain, you know, there are exceptions to each location, mm-hmm. but by chain I can tell you <laughs> the cleanest to dirtiest.
1: That's yeah, you could. You probably do know all the spots. Mm. We'll have to we'll have to put that in the back of our mind. Maybe we'll ask our listeners for, for a list of <laughs> that way I that way also as we're traveling throughout the state, we can be like, oh, remember so and so from the podcast from Facebook said not to stop at that. Don't stop at the bathrooms at exit, blah, 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 blah. And then we'll know. We'll be prepared.
0: We could do a separate Instagram for this. (laughs) Sort of like how Lordy had the separate Instagram account rating all the best onion rings throughout the world. And then people somehow figured out, oh, these are coinciding with Lordy tour dates. This must be Lordy's secret blog about onion rings. Oh,
1: that's funny.
0: Like, give them the Zapruder film and let them figure out who <laughs> killed Kennedy. How are they figuring out who who's posting all these onion ring photos?
1: Internet sleuths are not people to mess with. I know. Like, let's just throw that out there. Like, they're not. Yeah. Okay. Back to the show. Okay. <laughs> the gardens are also award winning. Um, Some of the recent accolades that they've gotten um, include the AAS Landscape Design Challenge winner of 2017, the TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence from 2018, and the Keep Michigan Beautiful Presidents Award in 2019.
0: Oh, that's so cool. It
1: is. Yeah. The. Dow's home called the Pines is also available for tours, but I didn't realize that until doing research for the show. So I walked past the house, but then just kept walking. So I've never seen the inside of it. But if you visit their website, which is dowgardens.org, you can find out about tours and special events um, one special event that they have going on right now that I believe all tickets are sold out for because when I was researching for the show, there were like three tickets available for different nights like there's nothing available. They do this cool thing in the house where they during um, the month of October where they read Poe and they have like hors d'oeuvres and stuff like spooky hors d'oeuvres and they tell like scary stories and it sounds amazing, but tickets like go really really fast. Yeah. So I
0: assume Edgar Allan and not the 90s one-hit wonder who did the song Trigger Happy Jack Poe.
1: I don't like to assume anything at this point, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm going to there was a crow on the website, so I'm ass- yes, I'm going to go with Edgar Allan.
0: Okay. Um that makes way more sense. But
1: who knows anymore? Yes. <laughs> so right now, Dow Gardens is open Tuesday through Sunday from 9 until 630. I don't know if the hours change with the season, so I would recommend checking out the website or calling before you make the drive out there.
0: Yes, I do believe that there are a new set of hours that will go into effect starting in November.
1: Okay. Okay. That would make sense because it does typically get a little bit cooler, cooler in November. I've gone in the middle of October. That was the first time we went and the middle of July. um, And I would definitely say that even though July is really beautiful and you get a completely like different set of plants and flowers and whatever um, than you would get in October. But it is freaking hot in July to be outside. Like there is a lot of obviously you're in a forest like, there's a lot of shaded areas, but then there's a lot of not shaded areas. And when you're walking or you're, you know, on, you have to walk on pavement for, you know, a short period of time or whatever. And that sun is that July sun is beating down on you. It's kind of, it's not a great time, but I mean, it's still really pretty, but like, no matter what, like you can't beat the, the fall colors in Michigan. So I would, I would definitely recommend going like right now, like you should be listening to this podcast as you're driving <laughs> to Dow Gardens. And then you can be like, hey, I know so many things about this place. And then you can give them a tour and they would be like, not all those facts are true. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But
0: uh, And I apologize if I'm stepping on your toes for something that will be coming up. But another thing the website does that I think is really cool is it shows you which flowers are in bloom. Oh, did it? At a specific you know whenever you go on I don't know how I imagine they update that you know by season or whatever you know but yeah I also was able to see oh these are in bloom right now so
1: that's awesome yeah I didn't look I guess I didn't look at that part yeah that's really cool yeah I love it there I I can tell it's I've been twice um and it's not expensive either I think it's like ten dollars or something ten dollars a person
0: yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's
1: not expensive. Um, for they, you to
0: go to some place that requires you to face your fear of heights twice, yeah, you can tell that you really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and to pay for that, <laughs> <laughs> like not just go twice to face my fears, but to go twice and have to pay money to do that. Like, and I will say that when George and I went, we didn't do, we didn't go as much on the canopy because I was like, I've already done this and I don't need mm-hmm. to. But you can go. I'll sit and wait for you but um but yeah it's it's super super cool and the the gift shop is really neat and like I said it's interesting to be able to go to a place that like you can go to any time of the year and like for the most part the like the layout is the same some of the plants and the flowers are going to change but then they also have these art installations you know periodically throughout the year and it's just like it's just a really cool way to see like what artists are doing around the state or the entire country like I don't know where they where they get these artists from but um but I love stuff like that so highly recommend you guys need to take the kids and check it out it's well worth it so so that's Dow Gardens and and waiting for us that's all I got those Yay. are my those are my facts
0: well I was very excited that you picked this and I already told Allison as soon as I looked at the website hey we have to do this so
1: yeah I hope you guys go this month because it's it's incredible so I did I am sharing photos um, from my first visit on our Facebook page so um, so once you're finished listening to me you know to to us babble um, you can go check out those photos and um, check out the website and plan your trip so that's it sounds great awesome well, uh let's see. Next week, I think, well, I don't really have the show written for next week just yet. So we'll figure that out as we go. But um it's kind of welcome welcome to the the world of my chaos, Mike, because I <laughs> I always have really good intentions of planning stuff out and then things don't always happen that way and so I shouldn't even say anything about what's coming cuz I don't really know at this point. So, um
0: I have known you for years and years and have known you very well for the last 3 years. Are you also telling me water's wet? <laughs> because... <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> so, on that note, be safe and watch for deer and text us when you get home.